0: Thank you, Jack. Um, good afternoon, everyone. I'll, I'll uh, kind of keep right on going if that's okay, because I know we're going to, uh, I'll, I'll try to uh, allow for time at the end for some questions uh, and hopefully some answers as well between, between Jack and myself. Um, my name is Paul Luna. I, I'm the President and CEO of the Helios Education Foundation, and uh, wanted to share a little bit with you uh, about our foundation um, as a means to then uh, address the question that I think we're here also to, to talk a little bit about, which is, the, the role of philanthropies, and in particular the role of philanthropies uh, in many of the respects the way that Jack discussed uh, our roles and, and specifically around around education and, and maybe higher education. Uh, for those who don't know who we are, the Helios Education Foundation is an Arizona-based uh, uh, foundation that was formed relatively recently. Uh, we came into existence in October of 2004, but we have a long history in Arizona. In fact, the tie with the University of Arizona in many respects in that Prior to being formed as an education foundation we existed as a student loan organization called Southwest Student Services and had been in the state of Arizona providing student loans to uh, individuals attending college, uh, many of whom had come to the University of Arizona. And So we did that for about 22 years growing from uh, a relatively small student loan organization to the eighth largest provider of student loans uh, by 2003. Uh, this is about the, the point in the talks when I give about the history of Southwest Student Services that many people will say, oh yeah, I had a Southwest loan and uh, we used to care if you paid it back or not, but since we sold and created the foundation, that's up to you now. Uh, that's Sally Mae's problem. I, I'm just kidding. Don't, don't tell anybody I said that. Um, so many folks have been touched and many individuals have been touched by uh, the traditional work of what we now call Helios Education Foundation through that work of Southwest Student Services. Um, Our board leadership at the time though in 2003 saw some changes to the industry, saw that uh, being the eighth largest provider of student loans maybe wasn't gonna be as easy to maintain uh, that stature and that activity and the growth that they had been on and fundamentally discussed what business were they in and came to the, the consensus and agreement kinda overwhelmingly that though they provided student loans, the business of Southwest Student Services was to help individuals go to college and graduate. And it was that spirit that said, might we not be able to accomplish that mission differently or maybe even in a more uh, efficient way if we actually converted from the student loan company into an education foundation? And that's really the theory behind how Helios Education came into being. Uh, it was officially kind of packaged in a pretty comprehensive Uh, type of conversion into an entity that was subsequently sold to Sally May and $500 million, which is essentially the proceeds of that sale, were put into the endowment and created the foundation in, again, October of 2004. Uh, Our mission remained the same, philosophically. To assist individuals in Arizona and in Florida, which was the other state that we provided student loans to, to assist individuals in Arizona to attend college and be successful and graduate and that is what we stay, remain focused on today. Um, in that work, and, and maybe I guess now is a good time to maybe transition to, to kind of how we've grown, how we've evolved, and, and then that role of philanthropy and Helios in, in the education sector. Um, as we started to evolve and develop this mindset now as a, as a student, uh, from a student loan organization to an education foundation, uh, we had to figure out, now how do we achieve that mission in this new, in this new way? Um, it was pretty clear you provided student loans uh, before. But now this is a little bit different and a little more difficult and we needed to be clear about what our theory of change would be in terms of how we would now engage Arizona and Florida to achieve our mission. Um, And I'm not going to go into a lot of that detail, but I will tell you we did a lot of research, we talked to a lot of people, we listened a lot. Uh, We learned from a lot of other foundations. uh, some of my predecessors, uh, some of our board members who went out, they met with a lot of other organizations and foundations and what they found and what they say quite often is if you go out and you visit with 1,000 foundations, what you will find is you've just visited with 1,000 different foundations. There's really no one way to do this work. So with that in mind, Helios has kind of ventured off into our own beliefs in terms of how we can have... Uh, sustainable, create some sustainable change in education and, and have a real impact. Uh, and it kind of gets to really the question that maybe some of you have. You may have heard my bio that said, how does an engineer who used to work at United Way uh, end up running an education foundation? And, and there's a couple of different answers to that. I'll give you the short versions of a couple. The first one is the one shared by the chairman of, of our board, Vince Roy, who was the president and CEO of Southwest Student Services. He would tell you they offered it to 22 other people who all said no, and they finally got to me. And that's how I ended up in this role. Um, But the other version is that the philosophy of Helios is one that wanted to be a non-traditional education foundation. We wanted to be, in terms of how we did our work, viewed and engaged in the community as a partner. Uh, And that's where kind of the United Way background came in. Uh, The philosophy that says... Organizations like United Way, like foundations, should be community engagement organizations, should be truly partners in our approach, Um, should not be viewed solely as an entity that writes checks. And in fact, the one thing we do say to any potential partner, and I know we've had conversations with many of you, and some of you, uh, and we partner with many of you, uh, what we say quite often at the beginning of every conversation is if all you're looking for from Helios is financial support and a check, then we're probably not going to have a successful conversation because we're interested in truly partnering. Um, and I think that's the philosophy that is also starting to carry the environment of how philanthropies engage in community and in particular in education as well. We want to be that community partner. Jack talked a lot when he talked about the five Cs. You know, it's what resonates, the convener, the collaborator, the community builder. That's really the fundamental role that foundations, I think, if we really want to make a difference, have to take on that role. We have priority areas. We focus on early care and education. We focus on what we now call the transition years, which is the middle years of the education continuum. How do we engage with students beginning in the fifth grade and begin to address what the needs of that student might be to help ensure that they are successfully prepared and, and able to go to college and be successful. And we provide scholarships. So We provide, you know, in the traditional sense as we were once a student loan organization, we provide scholarships. Uh, we're a partner with the Arizona Assurance Program, one of, I think, the first partners because of that commitment and understanding the importance of, of financial need for students. So we serve a pretty broad uh, continuum of, of, the, uh, of the education spectrum, but we still try to stay focused. We're, we're very focused on the importance of STEM education and how we need to be able to provide better quality teachers in middle schools to be able to teach math and science and some of the subjects that have traditionally held students back because we learned that if they don't begin to understand key concepts of, of the academic curriculum in middle school they're not ultimately going to do well in high school or be prepared for college so we have to start to get at the root cause of many of those challenges what we've also learned is that and, and this is one that's really kind of harder for us to get our arms around and uh, Uh, We need a lot of help and support and advice from from people like you. We've come to realize the importance of culture and expectation uh, and, and fundamentally creating a mindset in students that they can go to college and graduate. Regardless of where they were born, regardless of where they're being raised, regardless of whether or not anyone else in their family has ever gone to college and been successful. We have to create an expectation in themselves in the family, in the community, that yes, these students can, in fact, be successful in college. And without that culture, that college-going culture, the fact of the matter is these students will not go and will not be successful. That we already know. So our challenge is how do we create that expectation and that culture? And again, that's I think where the role of philanthropy on a broader scale uh, comes into play. When you think about philanthropies in, in, uh, or the role of foundations, in uh, in Arizona, it's a really short history. Uh, Flynn has been here for for many years, but probably was one of the few foundations that really existed for many years, and it's only been within the last 10 years where you would see many of the foundations uh, that have have been created in Arizona to work together. And Helios, again, being five years old, we're one of those recent uh, new foundations to the community. So our role is relatively new and we're still figuring it out, but I think what has become clear is we have a unique role where it comes to engaging in the community and engaging in education. And rather than try to uh, describe it to you, I want to share with you one of what we consider from Helios one of our more important and strategic partnerships in the community that's focusing on raising the awareness of the importance of education in our state. And it's this partnership which I think really uh, reflects what we believe at Helios and what we think philanthropy and foundations should be doing to support uh, to support strengthening education in our state. So, um, I'm going to walk through a presentation that's going to introduce you to an organization called Expect More Arizona. Expect More Arizona, uh, you may be aware of, you may not be. I hope that in the near term you will be very aware of Expect More Arizona. Um, it was formed through the uh, through discussions that were happening back in 2008. And in the interest of time, I'm going to move through some of this very quickly, and we'll we'll address questions at the the end if we we need to clarify. But at the time, in 2008, Governor Napolitano had formed a P-20 Council. The P-20 Council was statewide in trying to identify very specific strategies on how to strengthen education from early care through higher education and define specifically what could be done. In that work that a lot of people were involved with, and I think some really good strategies were being developed and some, some specific goals, what became clear and what was often discussed is that even though we had statewide representation on this P-20 Council, very few people around the state really understood what was going on in education and really what was happening with this P-20 Council. And oftentimes we found ourselves just talking to ourselves and to the same people all the time. And what became clear and what many business and community leaders were saying to us on the P20 Council is what we don't have in Arizona is a true voice for education and that's what's missing is we don't have a voice and we don't have a a mindset of education and that's where the philanthropic community first came in. Uh, Organizations like the Rodell Foundation, uh, the Arizona Community Foundation, the Piper Charitable Trust, Flynn was at the table, the Pulliam Charitable Trust all kind of came together and said look If we're going to create a voice for education, it's really going to have to start with us. And so we pulled some resources and said, let's try to figure out what this should be. And what it's become is what we hope it will also evolve into uh, is a movement. It's a movement that begins with one very clearly defining education to be from early care through higher education and into the workforce. Because what we learned is that in Arizona, when you ask individuals to describe education, it really was very specifically the K through 12 education system. And it was a very limited understanding of higher ed and the importance of early care. And so the commitment of initially the foundations coming together was that we would begin to help to create a strategic partnership, a collaborative partnership that would focus on raising the quality of education for all students at all stages of the education continuum and begin to educate the state of Arizona to what we meant by that full education continuum. We've evolved over time. Thank you. Um, we've evolved to more partners now at the table. You still see the same foundation communities and even though for example we're here with, with Flynn and you don't see Flynn's name there, I can assure you Flynn is very much a part of this movement with their staff, with Jack's leadership. We're all working together. What you also see is the three Uh, Regents University. The University of Arizona is a part of Expect More Arizona. You see the University of Phoenix, the Arizona School Board Association. You see first things first. You see representation from the entire continuum coming together. What I will acknowledge to you, what you don't see as yet, and we're working on it, is the business community. And the business community, though supportive and engaged and involved, is not yet, quite frankly, stepped up. And they know that, and we've had many conversations with business and community leaders, and we're working to rectify that. Because if we're truly going to create a major voice for education, the business community needs to be a part of this picture as well. Uh, and, and that is, is one of the goals for this year. So how are we going about doing this work? Is it, through really three ways. Awareness, understanding, and engagement. Those are the three strategies that, that we're going about to focus on strengthening education in the state of Arizona. Awareness, Um, maybe you've seen, I hope you've seen, television commercials, heard radio announcements, you've seen billboards around the state. We have wonderful partnerships to get this message out. Uh, This is one of the uh, uh, television, this is a takeoff of one of the television commercials that we uh, introduced last year as part of a a multimedia campaign to begin to raise the awareness of Expect More Arizona. And, And it's intending to reflect the full continuum of education from the very beginning to tie very specifically to that early child and the child's learning to ultimately a job and competing and begin to raise the awareness that our students at the youngest age are competing with other children around the world for those future jobs. And quite frankly, we believe fundamentally we're not competing well and we're gonna compete even uh, less well in the future if we don't start to change. We have all the necessary collateral materials to try to get people involved, to get people engaged, to raise the initial awareness of who and what Expect More Arizona is and why it's important to strengthen the education system in Arizona. Um, we also think it's important to be able to get to find that voice and to be able to speak out on the importance of education. And it's much easier to do that when everybody can find something equally. And this is, I think, really where, where we hope to truly find the magic in creating this movement around Uh, expect more Arizona. In my experience, there is nothing more powerful in helping someone to understand the importance of early care and education than if you have a university president telling the story of how important they believe it is to focus on early care. Or to have individuals involved in the K-12 system talking about how important it is for their students to know and understand that they can, in fact, go to college and link with the university systems and the community college systems. So no one comes at this from a point of having a vested interest. And too long, what we believe has happened to education is that education had to compete within itself. Higher ed had to compete with the issues of K-12. And K-12 had to compete with the uh, advocates for early care and education. When the fact of that matter is we believe very strongly that it's not a a competition within that education continuum. It is all education, it all merits support. And yes, we have to address all the issues and strengthen education across the entire pathway of that continuum. In terms of understanding, you know, we, we've created a website. We want to be able to better inform all residents of Arizona to what they need to know about what's truly happening in education. We do not want to begin this movement by trying to, trying to cast blame on the education system or leaders or individuals who are involved. Especially, quite frankly, teachers. Teachers are always pointed at and say, well, if the teachers were better, the students would be better. That's not what Expect More Arizona is about. It's about raising the understanding of all residents in our state to what's truly happening in in education and what they need to know. So in the website, what we're trying to do is focus on parents. What do parents need to know in order to help their students understand what classes they need to be taking or what information they need to provide to be able to enroll into college. What do we need to talk about how the state of Arizona is performing? How do we start to engage the discussion of truly how are our students prepared to compete when they move on after high school into the college environment? So let's start to get that information out. Go ahead. And in terms of engagement, we really think this this is truly ultimately the key is if we can get the state engaged. It's one thing for individuals who work for an education foundation who will work for a school system or a university to go out and talk about the importance of education. It's completely different when a parent or someone who doesn't have a student in the system comes out and begins to advocate to the importance of education. And one of the most important voices we believe that all residents have, everybody in our state has, is that vote. And so more and more as we evolve the message of Expect More Arizona, there's going to be more focus on this concept of vote. How do we get more people to get out and vote, to understand who, are they, who they're voting for, and quite frankly, to begin to create a call to action around understanding what individuals who want to represent us, kind of tying back to what Jack was saying. The individuals who are representing us in any elected office, where do they stand on education? and are they truly committed to strengthening education in our state? We need to create that call to action because we believe our students are falling behind. And again, that's not meant to be a negative on the education system. We believe it's a reality that others are moving ahead and we need to get more involved and get more engaged. And when we begin to ask the real questions, when we talk about voting and for you as individuals, for you to get your friends involved and say, do you know who you're voting for? And do you know where they stand on education? Because every elected official we find at any level will first and foremost say, oh, I'm, you know, education's my number one priority, and then they go off and talk about something else. Okay. Very rarely do they tell you with specificity what they mean by they're a champion for education. And so we're of the mindset to help to create this dialogue that says is average good enough for the education system and our students in Arizona? Go ahead. Do we have high enough expectations? Okay. One more. And are we doing enough? What you'll see is we're not trying to tell we expect more Arizona are not trying to tell you or anyone else what you need to do or think around education. We're not trying to, to tell you it's about this issue or that issue. What we're trying to do is pose the question, inform the public, and say you ask the question and you make sure you're satisfied with the responses you get from the, those potential candidates for an elected office. And when we're talking about elected office, we're talking about every elected office. School board, local council, supervisor at a county level, governor, superintendent of public instruction, all of them. Where do they stand on education? Because it's important to know that and to ask these questions and to hear how they answer and then ask you to vote and vote based on what you believe because we're not going to tell you what it should be. So this concept of vote, we have an idea and it's an idea we're going to launch very shortly here. I say that (laughs) a little more emphatically than I I stressed about at times. We have an idea that in this particular year where there is major elections taking place in our state, where we have a May 18th vote on a tax increase that will fundamentally address and, and impact education in our state, where you have potentially on the November ballot a vote that will determine whether or not early care and education is in fact a system in our state or not. When you have a number of people running for legislative office that ultimately, as you know, affect how much funding goes to universities, to the K-12 system, to fundamentally show how much we as a state believe in education or don't believe, it comes down to this vote. So our idea is very simply this. We're going to run education for a political office for every single one. And we're going to try to build a number of individuals and voices who are going to represent education and begin to ask these questions. Our idea is to go out with the traditional campaign sign, and where you see the street corner, and you see everybody saying, vote for me, vote for me, and here's my picture, and here's all this stuff, we're going to stick a sign right in the middle and say, do they care about education? And we're not going to tell you which ones do or don't. We're just going to ask the question, do these people who have these signs asking for your vote care about education? Will you vote for education? And then we want to get the voices out there. And when I talk about the voices, I'm going to look directly at you and say, it's your voice. And yes, we're trying to under more Arizona, get people like your president, President Shelton, and Michael Crow at ASU, and the traditional, quote, education leaders to be out there advocating. But we're also trying to, We're also getting the business community leaders as well to say, Here's, we're here as business community leaders representing education and asking you to vote for education. Because if you don't vote for education, the workers that I need to run my company aren't going to be here, and I will leave, and we will leave. And that's the true message that we think is what what puts our state in crisis, is because that is, I think, a true statement. And I think the business community leaders will say that. So voting. Asking you to volunteer. Okay. Expect more Arizona again, is not about a handful of Philanthropic organizations coming together, funding something, putting out a television commercial and saying this is gonna change the culture of Arizona. Okay? Our role, fundamentally we believe coming together as foundation is to help be a part of this movement, but ultimately the movement is every single one of us. And it's about asking you in whatever position you're in, whatever role you play, whether you're a parent, a student, a teacher, to begin to get involved in education, Again, to volunteer to consider running for a school board. Whether you get engaged at a local level, at whatever level of school, we're gonna ask you to get engaged to volunteer. We're gonna ask for your voice, as I said before. I truly believe that when 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 we think about what Jack was talking about is who are our elected representatives? And that disconnect where only 10% of Arizonans believe that that elected official represents their interests, What it means is that those elected officials don't understand where we're at and don't hear our voice. So we need to speak louder and we need to have more voices. And it needs to be your voice. We all need to be the ones that are advocating for why education absolutely has to be the number one priority in our state. I mentioned how we serve two states uh, from a Helios perspective. We serve Arizona and Florida. And, And what I don't like to admit as being someone who was born and raised in Arizona is that there is a difference between Arizona and Florida fundamentally when you talk about where as a state they value education. In Florida you don't have the debate at the level that said well do we really care if all students are successful in education or not? Or is education, is higher education in particular, really, does it really need to be there for every student? Or shouldn't we just be comfortable with a certain group or certain numbers that have access? So you're beginning on a different platform of the the debate. And if Arizona is going to ever make changes, and quite frankly make some quantum leaps to improve the way we need to, we've got to change where that debate is beginning and it comes when we start to get active and to raise our voice. And ultimately, it is about investing. Right? And we're careful how we say this because I, I'm, I'm sure you all know this. The first time you say, we've got to invest more money in education, you know, we're in a budget crisis, or where's the money going to come from? We can't afford this, we can't afford that, and it gets discounted immediately. But the fact of the matter is, we still have to push the fact that we need to invest more and what we would say is when we talk about investing in education it's not just money it is time it is energy it is every resource available to our state needs to be targeted and prioritized to be invested in education to make it stronger there are other places in this country that are doing that and they're making change and the results show more importantly i would tell you and i think you would probably agree there are other places around the world that are that much further ahead of every state in our country in investing and creating the type of education reform that we need to have. I'm not going to go into this too much other than say, you know what, we can make the changes that we need to make. If we didn't believe we can do it, we, would set a, we wouldn't be investing the financial resources, all that is coming together. And the fact is we can make the change. We've seen it done elsewhere. It's just the fact of whether or not we in Arizona are gonna step up to do it. And we truly do believe because the future of Arizona does depend on it. So when it gets back to that role of, of philanthropy and foundation in education, in the community work, Jack talks specifically about the Flynn Foundation mission which talks about for the future of all all individuals. When we're talking about education in our state, we're talking about our future. And it's unfortunately a very specific question about whether or not we have a future or not as a state. Or what kind of future are we going to have? And it is a competition. It is a global competition. And yes, we are behind. There's no doubt about that. But our children deserve better our state deserves better, and we're the ones that are going to have to make it happen. And that's really what we're here to advocate. And as a foundation that is solely focused on education as well, that's what we commit to. We commit our resources. We commit everything available to us to bring to the table. We can't do it alone. We have no aspirations to believe that we can do it alone. So I think the short answer when you say, what is philanthropy and foundation's role in education? It's to just be there with you at the table, bringing everything we got, and asking everyone else at the table to come to the table and do the same. Bring what you have, bring what you can, because our future depends on it. Go through. I think I've got the last couple slides that say you got to join. And one more. We do all the stuff that, at my age, I'm still trying to figure out. My kids, who are much younger than me, can do this, but we've got the Flickr and the LinkedIn and the, you know, whatever, the whatever, and the, the Twitter and the Twitter and the whatever. Any way possible to join the movement, we have figured out a way to get you to join. We just need your commitment. We just need to build that passion. And quite frankly, we just need to do it. And I think foundations like ours uh, are committed to that, and we're ready to do that, and we just need your help and support to, to in some respect, lead us because of where you come from on how to make these changes. Thank you.